Hello, everybody. Welcome to You, Me, Them, everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. For the people listening at home, we are in a public establishment entitled the Wonderland Ballroom. For the people in the room, please make some noise to prove that I'm not alone. Perception is everything, everybody. It's a packed room tonight at the Wonderland Ballroom. It's uh, Friday, February 2nd. It's one of the worst days in American history, but I don't want to bum everybody out, so we're not going to talk about that. There's two motivating factors for everything in life. It's very simple. It's fear and love. It's love and fear. That's all we ever do. That's all we operate from. If you're afraid of things, you make rash, bad decisions. If you're full of love, hopefully you make good decisions. I don't know your decision-making process. This is mine. All of my motivating factors come from a place of love. At least I hope they come from a place of love. I've been doing this for 10 years now. That's a very long time. Some people think that's too long. I agree with them, but it doesn't matter. I'm not going to stop. You can't stop me. You can't see me unless you are listening to the show in person. It's an audio podcast. That's a John Cena reference, not our last wrestling reference of the evening. Anyways, 10 years in, we've been doing this a long time. I've been lucky enough to talk to a lot of interesting people, and I did all of that because of Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers was my guiding principle for a very long time. He still is my guiding principle, but I don't have a child. So the idea of watching Mr. Rogers as a 35-year-old seems very wrong. Uh, earlier this week, it was announced that Tom Hanks will play Mr. Rogers in an upcoming major motion picture, and that is wonderful casting, even though it's not appropriate casting. The appropriate casting is Michael Keaton, who played the role of Batman, who got his start working for Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. That's the fun part. I don't know if you guys knew that. Pittsburgh, pretty cool city. Uh, it's, it's a little bit weird to be doing something for this long and, and not knowing why you're doing it. And I think I, I figured out why I'm doing this. And, and I want to I project everything I do into this show with another show that I love. Um, I am not a part of the other show, and I'm going to describe that show to you. And I want you to think about what that show might possibly be. Now, for the people listening for the first time, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, the musician Kanye West. I think he's the most important artist of the 21st, if not 20th century, even though he didn't really do anything until the 21st century. He was born in the 20th century like me. We're both from Chicago. We're both the same dude. I am the second most important artist of all time, only behind Kanye West. So it's Kanye West and then me. I just want to make that very clear to everyone. He's the best. And if you think fat Kanye West is not going to release good material, you could just leave right now. No one's left the room. I want to make that very clear. Everyone in the room is a very supportive Kanye West fan. Anyways, <laughs> so I'm going to describe something, and it's, it might be a Kanye West video. It might not be. Here we go. Uh, th this thing that I love uh, pr just projects confidence. It makes, it makes the viewer feel as confident as the people on screen. That definitely sounds like Kanye West. It projects the idea of friendship and how important friendship should be. And that's what Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood also does. It's incredibly pro-gay. And it's actually, it, is it RuPaul's Drag Race? I don't know. We'll get there. It's, uh, it's very pro-pretend things, like the land of make-believe. It's pro-improvement. Is it Top Chef? I don't know. Is it Top Chef Masters? Maybe. If you guys aren't watching Top Chef, you're missing out. This season's fantastic. It's in the great city of Denver, a place I've never been. There's appearances by uh, former MTV VJ Kennedy and current Fox business host Kennedy. So it's got that going for it. It's not on Fox. Though we've had people on the show that have been on Fox News. And so if anyone's listening to the show because of Robin, just, just know that we've had Fox news guests on this show before. We're a very bipartisan show, pro Kanye West. It's pro-alcohol. It's a very pro-drinking show. I absolutely love that. And it makes you question your love of drugs, and there's a sewing component, okay? I'm talking about the hit television show, Total Divas. So, Total Divas has all of those things. Now, 
If you don't know what I'm referring to, I understand completely because you might not be a WWE aficionado like I am. But guess what? This is part of canon, so catch the fuck up. This is the New Testament of the WWE. Okay, so Total Divas is this amazing show that's a, a, it's a quote-unquote reality show, which means it's all staged bullshit, which means what level of reality are we in? We don't know. Is this fake? Is it real? Who gives a fuck? We're going to learn these lessons. Also, they have a fakeness about the fake sport that they all participate in. What's real? What's fake? It doesn't matter. You know what is real? A man named Rusev. A man named Rusev, he's known as the Bulgarian Brute. He's a big fat man. And when I say big fat man, I mean a big muscular man. He's got a great butt. So they go to a gay bar and that and and, and, and uh, uh, Rusev's not from America, by the way. They go, hey, Rusev, uh, that guy likes your butt. And he goes, what? That guy likes your butt. He goes, I like my butt too. It's a strong butt. That is pro-gay. That's pro-improvement. Now I want to do squats and improve my butt. That's a wonderful, wonderful thing. There's a lady on this show that cried because she won a fake title. That is an empowering moment. We all get to determine what matters to us. And ladies and gentlemen, that's why I do this show. It doesn't matter if this, because the room is packed, I'm clearly enjoying myself. I'm having a great time. <laughs> But even when there's only a handful of people here, I'm enjoying it. I get to determine my own reality, just like these wonderful performers on Total Divas. This is a great show. I highly recommend it. I realize it's trash television, and I'm talking about it because my wife is not here, and she hates all of this. So coming to the stage is a, is a very good friend of mine, and she's another reason why I do this show. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Allison Lane, everybody. Allison, come to the stage. Allison had some trials and tribulations on the way here. That's an LCD sound system reference. They just won a Grammy because the Grammys are meant for old whites. So, Allison, how are you? I am fantastic. I'm also old and white, so obviously everything's great. For the people listening at home, please describe yourself. Um, I am tall, 6'2", blonde, <laughs> incredibly Caucasian. Um, both of my parents love me. Well, that part's <laughs> Is that part true or not? Uh, you know what? I guess. My parents think I'm like, I'm the black sheep of my family, actually. Like, Continue. Which is funny because, um, so when I started doing this show more regularly, and I also have another show called GTFO Radio, it broadcasts out of the line hotel at full service radio. No free plug. That's plugs. not a plug at all. Um, my, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but I am fourth generation radio. I did not know that. Yeah, so right out of slavery, <laughs> because I'm a white man who was in slavery. So you, <laughs> so you miss the good old days. I miss the saying. good old days, uh, MAGA and all that shit. Uh, so my uh, my great grandfather, my grandfather, and my father were all radio hosts. Where? Um, so my great grandfather had a Christian radio show in Rochester, New York. Really? Yeah. Uh, my grandfather was on that show when he became of age. Uh, my uncle, my great uncle has a street in, in Queens. That is a neighborhood. Yeah, in the Queens. Qu in New York City. In New York City. He has a, he has a street in Did you know Queens. that SummerSlam is always hosted in New York City? And I, the, and I, the most, and I was wondering if that was that's, what I that's like, what, to the story or not. That's what New York yeah. City is known for. They're the yes. host of SummerSlam. Yeah, so that happened. As you could hear the, the roars of approval I'm getting from the crowd, <laughs> they're big wrestling marks. Like, Anyways, wow, that's much more important. So there's a street named after your great uncle, uncle in Queens. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it, so what's the other generation? Uh, my father. Your f is your father still on air? Yo, he's so pissed I'm on air. Really? It's fantastic. Why? Yo, because I like I'm killing the game. Yeah, but uh, people listen to me and nobody hates me. Well, we, we don't. <laughs> nobody I'm that I care about. There you go. There we go. I'm sure lots of people hate you. Plenty. Let's name them. Uh. 
Do you actually have someone in your life that hates you and you know about it? Um, most of my new employees, which oh. is fantastic. Should we name that? Yeah, where you no, work? we shouldn't do that. Okay. So here's the thing. I uh, I really took on that new me, new year, new me shit. Yeah. Got a new job. Yeah. So I was like, yo, I'm a I'm gonna switch up my headscarf. <laughs> I might do more scarves this day. Like, uh, you know, do more squats this day. Like, new year, new me. So I have the staff now. And they're like, why are you so mean to us? Why are you telling me what to do? And I'm like, I don't know why I decided to take charge this year because you're, well, you're literally this is like hurting boss. my feelings. I'm literally their boss. And they're like, why are you telling me what to do? I'm like, that's actually my job. The only thing you're supposed <laughs> to be doing. Okay, so The one thing I had supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing that's, I'm assuming these employees are younger than you. A little bit. Okay, do you want to reveal your age? We've already talked about it on the I show quite a, a bit. I am a cute ass 32. You're 32. Yeah. Okay. Oh, actually, you know what? I'll be 32 next month. I'm That's just going right. to go ahead and claim it. No, we can't. We have we celebrate your birthday. You're 31. You're the magical yeah. age of 311. Actually, you guys do? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you're 31. How m- I how said you guys like I'm not on this show like every month. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so why, w- how old are these these people? Like 22. They're 22. Oh, okay. my God. So this is fun. So last night, I was like, I'm really tired. I'm like moving this week. I'm doing like the most with the absolute least. And I'm like, all right. I got to mop this fuck-ass floor. I'm going to play Spice Girls. And they were like, what is this? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Say You'll Be There is like one of the greatest songs like ever recorded. It's not even the top three it's Spice It's not even like songs. the best Spice Girls song. Even but like it's, it's a relevant Spice Girls song. Like I it's feel like you would know this song when it came on. They're like, are you serious? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wannabe is number one, clearly. Mm-hmm. You said Say You'll Be There? Yeah, that one was one of them. And then they didn't know um, when Two Become One, which is... I think when Two Become One is Two Become One is like the best song. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to go with... Boys and girls look good together. Say you believe it. Okay. uh, Are you as good as I remember, baby? Get it on, get it on. Because tonight is tonight. No. No, Wannabe's no... Wannabe's no... When Two... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wannabe's number one. Yeah. Spice up your life. This th- that is controversial <laughs> oh, pick. Whoa. That is that their was a sec- stern groan from the audience. That is that's their second best pick. I don't know if you guys know this. That's from their second album. That's their in utero. It's not as commercially <laughs> successful, but but what it does with that song structure and with that late '90s apocalyptic video is just it's just a kiss to the gods. And then when two become one good. is Spice three. Spice is fantastic. Yeah, but say you'll be there. It doesn't even break the top three. Uh, it's good. Okay. Uh, I guess that's a, that's a Spice Girls deep cut. No, it isn't. <laughs> okay. Is that a thing? There was like seven singles on that first record. They were good. Did you just see their Facebook post today? No. They're, like, oh, they're coming back. They're right? all hanging out. They look great. I'm so proud of them. I am too. It's good Baby to Spice, Baby Forever. That's a shitty name to mm, pick for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's good that she was over I'm 18. I'm a 42 year old baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, why do these kids hate you? Because you tell them what to do. Because you're their what boss. To do, and they're your boss, and they're like you and your your knees. I don't know what the fuck they're mad at. Like, what are millennials mad at? And I, I you're say a this. Uh, that's the dumbest thing. I'm an old millennial. Like, I deserve that title. Old I am in. I am in a lot of debt. I deserve old millennial. So you're. If you were a Spice Girl, <laughs> you'd be old millennial Spice. Old millennial Spice. Oh, I'm Spice. What are you stressed about? So how was your student loans? How was your ride what? here? What? Uh, a disaster. What happened? A full disaster. So I was actually late coming here. Um, I took the lift line because I'm a frugal millennial, and I care about my finances in 2018. 
and I get in the car with these wonderful 18-year-old AU students who have a hotel that they live in, and they get milk from in these fucking jugs. There was a lot of shit going on. I learned a lot of things, and they have a lot of acronyms, and I'm, like, trying to, like, discreetly, like, you know when you, like, um, when you lower your... Um, your visibility, what's your, your brightness on your phone yes. so that nobody can see what the fuck you're doing. And I'm like, what is API? Who is that? Like, so I'm like, I'm Googling all this shit that they're saying. And then like my uh, Lyft driver, Zelda, whatever the fuck her name was, her name did start with a Z. So that's like not that off. She makes this wild ass left turn and then the cops show up. And the cops pull her over, and I'm like, fuck, I'm going to be late to you, me, them, everybody. This is going to be terrible. Where were you? I was at 14th and you. Okay. So I was like, hey, officer, I don't have time for this shit. I'm going to go in this bar, and I might come back. Is that cool? He's like, ma'am, you're free to do whatever you want. I was like, peace. When is the last time a cop ever said that to a person of color? I never. Actually, he was a person of color. He looked, oh, me, okay. like, he looked at me real wild, like, are you serious? Because <laughs> like, I still have a gun. So I'm like, well, I went and I tried it. I walked into the bar at Marvin, yes. um, where Didn't I have you? a lot of friends. I used yeah. to work there, yeah, okay. so I, I, I used my friend discount. I was like, hey, guys. I actually walked to the bar and yelled, my lift got pulled over, and everybody clapped, and then <laughs> I, <laughs> and then I uh, got a shot of tequila with a lot of people at the bar, and then I went back to check on my lift driver, gave her a high five, and <laughs> <laughs> went. So do you have to pay for that lift? I did. I'm That's actually really pissed about it. I I wrote lift a very stern word. Actually, lift has been like fucking up for. Does anybody else use lift here? Has anybody noticed that more people... No, we're, are a, we're a MAGA Uber crowd, so... So, uh, here's my question, though. <laughs> Has anybody else noticed that more Lyft drivers are just, like, not giving a fuck and smoking weed in their car? Yeah. I don't like, think that's a Lyft issue. I don't know what the fuck is going on. So, I get in the Lyft last night. I, I will You've promise, never sounded older, I by the way. I swear to God, I will stop the Lyft. I got in the lyft You heard of it, the lyft So, I get in the Lyft last night. I'm still going to call it the Lyft. And the gentleman <laughs> has a fucking, like, a face mask on. And the Wait, car just what? smells like weed. A face mask? Like, you know, like, those little, like, surgical masks. Why yeah. does... Okay. I, I gotta stop getting in shady cars in, like, weird situations. So he, he has the fucking face mask on, and he's like, Hey! What you doing? I'm like, get in your car, you idiot. Like, this is what... Maybe he wanted to make friends. I, I don't know what he was doing. I, but it smelled like a lot of weed. So I tweeted. Did he offer you Yo, any? this list smells like weed. And then Liv wrote back, like, please report this immediately. I'm like, well, I did. It's on like, Twitter. <laughs> did you, did, wait, hold, did he offer you any? No. Did you ask about the mask? He's rude as fuck. No. All right. I, I still gave him five stars because he was nice about it. That's good. Our first guest is also <laughs> a five-star guest. Is that good? That's perfect. He uh, he does some stuff. He projects some stuff on some five-star hotels. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Robin Bell, everybody. Hey. Robin. Uh, I don't mean to correct you, but actually, uh, as of like two weeks ago, it has uh, two stars. Oh, the Trump Hotel has two stars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's wonderful. So is that because actually, of you? Actually, it goes between one and two. Uh, it depends on how you look at it or the time of the day. But actually, because, yeah, when we projected the shithole, there's a... a <laughs> A campaign that was basically going on at the same time to give them bad ratings uh, for the hotels. So, like, yeah, the, if you look on Google or on Yelp, all the... I use Bing. Bing is really, oh, you know, I mean, whatever. It's like... But, but no, no, it's a, his, his, his ratings are actually, like, going down. So we can't, we can't give it a five... It's no longer a five-star hotel. I think I made was this... Was it ever five stars? It was somewhere between four and five. 
I think I think I don't know. I mean, I've I we we did a projection at one of them, and we actually like went a week early inside of it just to check it out to see different things, and mm-hmm. it smelled like shit. Oh, I'm mean, I'm not saying that like to be an asshole. I'm just saying it smelled terrible. Were there <laughs> were there mothballs in the clan hoods? It was just like that. You know, it's like when people try to clean too much. Oh. I don't know if you noticed. Worse. Allison is six two, blonde haired, blue eyes, and she's worried about her hoods. Yeah. <laughs> um. So for the people that have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> You are the person responsible for putting Left Shark dancing on the Trump Hotel. Never, not 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 me. No, no, yes. Okay, yeah, okay. You're the you're the guy. <laughs> it, it's not just in D.C. We, you, we travel. You've been doing these projections, uh, essentially protest projections. Is that fair to say? You could say that. I'm not I, trying I, to. I, I, no, no, no. You could totally say. That. We just had an article that came out today in France where it called me a. All right, stop uh, trying uh, to uh, upstage uh, me. No, here. no. It called me an artist militant. And I'm like, and I'm like, fuck! I like called up the reporter. I'm like, that means something different. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not militant. I'm like completely nonviolent. It's like, no, but in our language, it means militant. It's, it's, it, it, it means it's nonviolent. It means activist. I'm like, that sounds m- like the exact opposite. Exactly. Like, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a new thing. Like how it how it like you know goes to different places. Like people have different reactions depending on where we go. The Washington Post profiled you this week as well. I thought that video was a very good primer for what you do. I'd is agree. That, is that fair? Okay, so what I, you I, I, they they did a really good job. I was like, it, it actually, I was like, I won't lie, I was a little emotional afterwards. It was like, it ca- it captured what I've been working on nearly my entire life, and I was like, fuck, they they nailed it. And uh, on, on a side note, the uh, I used to teach at the Corcoran uh, College of Art and Design. Stop bragging. And one my one of my students. Mate was the shooter for that video. That and is so, so nice. And and so it's like you know, like you know, years later they're in the studio, and she's uh, Zoanne Murphy. She's an amazing uh, journalist, and she's an amazing shooter. So I was like, so so they have that kind of like, okay, I guess I didn't fuck up, and you I'm didn't actually fuck up. I didn't fuck up. Good students, it's good. So yeah, when okay I- in the video, yep. I didn't realize that there was a police presence uh, for sometimes what you do, what you do. And I didn't realize that they were there to essentially protect you. It depends. Okay. It really depends. Like that. I, I mean, like that's like that's like one of those things. Like you know, like it, it helps sometimes when you have a bunch of cameras. Like 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 they there. It's different every time. Like so, I always tell people like, don't get overconfident because one day we might go out and like people are really supportive and they love what we do. And then there's other times we go out where we got to get the out you a could dodge s- fast because people do not like what we do. Yeah. I mean, not, I mean, usually not here, but like the law enforcement or security or it's it's different. I and mean, it's nighttime and you're dealing with people with guns. You got to be careful. That actually sounds really scary. I've always wondered how do you do that? Like, how do you set up, actually make the projections and not get hurt or harassed? We're fast. Like seriously. Like how long does it take? I mean, if we're really smart, we can we can be set up in a minute or two. Like we we figured out like I, I come from I've been doing projections themselves in for twenty years and so I've been doing outdoor projections for eight years and with this stuff in the last year or two we just we've we just like literally like after each projection we're like how can we do this faster how can we like get in and out without people seeing us so our thing is by the time the police show up we want to be done and leaving like so there, m- most of the time by the time the police show up. We're already walking away, and they're like, "All right, they're, you know, like, because we don't want to have that interactions." Whereas, and like, yeah, recently we've had some interactions where we're dealing with like security, we're dealing with police, we're dealing with 
um, some general public. I mean, in general, people love what we do. In DC, people who work in the government, the police, people on the street, they're super supportive. Have you done this in uh, any cities that voted for Trump? Yes. Where? Uh, we did a uh, we we did this one tour where we went through southern cities uh, abort about abortion access. So we did uh, we did I mean Austin, Texas, but that's that Austin itself very was red super, city, super supportive. Like that that city was supportive, except for it was the Republican motorcycle convention the weekend that we did it, <laughs> and there were sixty thousand people driving around with Harleys while we were doing the projection. It was like I was like out of all the weekends, like. And uh, we did uh, Nashville, Memphis, uh, Columbus. Uh, what was the other place? We did no Indianapolis. We did uh, Indi was it, uh, Indiana. We were in Indiana at the Capitol um, with Mike Pence's place, and that we had we had. It was funny because that that one we actually for the most part people were supportive, but we actually did have a couple people that were definitely not into what we were doing. Do they try to break your stuff? Do they just yell at you? Well, we're, again, we're like to be really f like. Undercover, yeah. <laughs> like we're 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 sort it's of. It's kind of weird like to say you're undercover when you're projecting stuff that's like forty feet tall on a building. I'm, but it's uh, it's whether or not they can see where you're doing it from. Okay. So like we project from different angles, like we hide. We're like, I mean, we did this one projection in Miami where we were projecting on a ten-story building. This huge like Trump is like a weird vampire thing, and it were impeach Trump, and it was it, during uh, Art Basel. It was right in the. The area, like a block from Art Basel, mm -hmm. and they had no idea. I mean, it was fucking crazy. Like you could not tell where it's from. Like you'd walk around the entire area, and I'm gonna just tell the secret. We were on the 15th floor with a projector at this crazy angle, and it took the police four days till they found us. Well, that's really wow. impressive. Thanks for telling us your tips and tricks here. Um, you got to be fast. Like you don't want to. Like I mean, it, like that's the one thing is like people email me often. They're like. How do I do this? And I, I'm very skeptical right now because of all the press we begin to tell people, like, it's really easy, just do it, because I don't know what the local laws are for people in different parts of the country or different parts of the world. So I don't want to, like, tell some 17-year-old kid in Iowa, like, oh, it's really easy, just go do it, because... Well, yeah. it's the but it is the the barrier to entry is not cheap. It's not like picking up a, a can of spray paint and just tagging something. You, you, the projections themselves, the projectors themselves, aren't cheap, and to, to build something that's worth projecting is also you can't just do it. Or or is it that easy? I, I I don't know. It's like punk rock. You know, it's like you know you can can you be like a super like elaborate set like Kanye West or will you be like three kids in like a basement just grabbing whatever you can get your hands on. Is it fair to so. call you the Kanye West of projection protest? <laughs> oh man, that would be an honor. That's right. right. That's I the mean, right answer. I, I mean, Kanye's like, I, I actually defend Kanye fairly often in, in conversations if someone's talking shit about him. So I think We're you'd appreciate that. I, I heard, I, I, I'm not actually making that up. I, I think that he... Uh, Have you ever stopped yeah. talking to someone because they're anti-Kanye? No, but I have scolded someone. And I told them that, that I, I found their, their comments problematic. Could you please elaborate? I mean, basically, I, I think that, you know, he's a, he's a talented person who, who unfortunately is full of shit. But a lot of talented people are, and I feel like he gets called out more for being... I don't think he's full of shit. I just think he's... 
Dude, oh, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, Let me mansplain Kanye West as a white, straight white man. Uh, uh, third white man on the show, please I'm tell I'm me. Actually, I, 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 I thought Allison is 6'2 and blonde. So They're 6'2 one man, I, I gotta I, I, say. I mean, white man to white man, I'm just saying. White to white. Yes. Kanye says he's full of shit. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah. Within his songs, Yo, yes. Yo, he's just saying that just to fuck with y'all. I, not no, that I, I disagree Not completely. that I know Black Code or anything, but I'm just saying, no. as a white man who's maybe... I, you clearly saying, don't know Black Code, number uh, one. Number two. He is definitely woke-er. Oh, that's not... You could still d- be woke and be full of shit. Sure. They're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> I guess he's saying, that. I'm full of flaws. I'm trying to be better. But does that mean that he is not like, he's full of shit? Like, because he's full that, of no, flaws. No, that's exactly what he means. He's full of shit. <laughs> okay. And that's a beautiful thing. I I, listen, we don't have to have white on white crime right here. Robin Bella's here. We have a very serious uh, things to discuss. I, I mean, we, we actually, there is a segue with Kanye West and projections because he actually got into a lot of trouble doing projections in D.C. Yeah, on <laughs> July 4th, 2016, he projected uh, his video. He did. This is one of many that cities dope. that he did it. And it was just, uh, they popped it up and it was gone, right? It was like a 10-minute thing. Yeah, and it wasn't even like a hard building either, not to talk shit. I'm just saying. Please talk shit about projection. I want a projection fight that I've never heard about. I mean, come on, you know, you had all that, like, money. You could do a better projection <laughs> than that. How much do you want to talk about the money you guys spend on this? No, I mean, how much do you make a year, and what's your social security? Go. Uh, uh, well, you know, you can find all of that online. Can you really? I'm pretty sure if you really know what you're doing. Yeah. I don't. Just tell me. You just gotta go like onto one of those sites. W- name name. Is it? I, I, do it's, I just it's, b- it's it's literally Google one of. Those I don't sites. use Google. I use Bing. Bing. You no. Know, in quotations, one of those sites. Cool. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> Are you worried? <laughs> that this is a serious. No, no. I mean, I mean, the thing is, here's the thing. Like, uh, to be real. I do a lot of different work to pay the bills. Like so, like I'm a filmmaker. I'm an artist in DC. I, I, I do. S- I run sound systems for people. I like help people with shoots. I do like every now and then I get paid money to do projections. But I just do like a lot of different things. I was talking to someone earlier tonight, and they're talking about dog walking. And I was like, I was a dog walker while I was editing a film. It was like one of the best gigs because yeah. I got I get you get outside. Yeah, and you don't have to deal with millennials. Like, and you're great. You just you just have to pick up dog shit. It's awesome. <laughs> it's I not awesome to have to pick up dog shit, but it's awesome. Like, that's the worst part <laughs> of it. I love shit. So what you're saying is the gig economy is good for everybody. Trump's been a very good president for you. He's been terrible. Like, uh, Wait, what? Oh, my God. Slow down. You know we're a pro-MAGA take Uber podcast. <laughs> you can continue. Uh, it's funny because you said earlier today, like, this is the worst day in U.S. history. Is, I was like, is that, is oh, that no, no, one of, one of, Because I, I was like, is that because, like, the, the, the stock market dropped by 666 points? 666. It's fucking, you can't make this shit up. You're like, oh, no, it, it's, it's, a, but, but. I have a lot of stock. You can, but you can't make it. I, I have mean, a lot of stock. So, yes, it's been a bad day. I do actually do have stock in one company. You want to guess what it is? Complete sincerity. Bing. Nope. <laughs> um, Mott's applesauce. No, WWE. Do you really? I bought you complete I sincerity. I didn't know they fucking had stock that you could buy. That's so. why Vince McMahon's a billionaire. So I bought stock. <laughs> I'm not joking. Um, I bought stock the day we released. Chris Kelly and I released a book called The Donald Hall Trump Turn Presidential Politics into Pro Wrestling. I bought stock the day we released that book. And then I was going to sell it on November 9th to see what was more advantageous, to have WWE stock for eight weeks or to release a book. But since the November 8th turnout didn't turn out how I thought it would, I still own that WWE stock. (laughs) 
<laughs> to see like what's going to project. And uh, since Vince, so wait, hold on. I don't mean to like change slightly, but you 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 thought that Trump was going to lose. Oh yeah, I'm an idiot. I didn't. I didn't. But read you, but, my you own wrote, book. but you wrote the book that yeah. you wrote. Yeah, not but you still thought he was going to lose. Oh yeah, because I'm an idiot. I'm no, like you're most not an idiot. It's a very smart book. It's just that, like, it's a ridiculous thing to think that, it, like, this fuck ass would be our president. I, I thought so. I'm not, I'm not lying. I thought, I, I thought, but that's fuck ass. Okay, no, no, no. This but is a very good question. I, I mean, I, I did actually think he was going to win, and I thought because based on your book, you would have you would have had a, an idea of, of why he would have won based on things outside of the metrics that most people were looking at for, so for why he would So here's my caveat. Yeah. When I did, like, mainstream radio that night the night of november 8th and the night of november 7th i did a bunch of radio shows to promote the book and to give my like wrestling prediction because wrestling's funny and i said the same thing every single time i spoke it's going to be a dusty finish and what that means in wrestling is it's not a clear winner or a clear loser and it's a way to continue the feud and it's a way to get to take the belt off of somebody and but make the other guy appear strong there's in other words interference and with the whole russia thing I'm still not wrong. <laughs> now, that only works if the Russia thing leads to him not being president anymore. That will be a true dusty finish. But I did not see uh, however many months we're in still even in this reality. Does that make sense? I, I, sort I, of. I, I, I get what you're saying. But that but kind of leads, I have a question. I've asked you this this morning a little bit. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of bleak. Oh, What I said is yeah. bleak? Oh, yeah. but That's, that's incredibly bleak. But it's, yeah, but do you not remember 2000? I mean, th- that's what I thought was going to happen. What and happened in 2000? Well, the sto- I was in high school. What happened? Al Gore won the popular vote. And oh, Al yeah. Gore lost Dade that County by like 70 plus yeah. votes. And then the Supreme Court was like, no, you win Bush. That's, that was a dusty finish. Okay. That's what I thought was happening this time. I didn't think it'd be a three million difference. I thought there'd be a thing with uh, electioneering or tampering and there'd be, there'd be court cases, not necessarily. Oh, you thought the government worked? No, 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 oh, not at silly. all. Not at all, not at okay. all. I just thought, anyways, I, just I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you, you weren't alone. I understand I, that. I mean, I mean, I mean, I think the thing is, I, I, actually, the thing is, it doesn't matter whether or not you thought he was going to win or he was going to lose. Like, the one thing that I, c- I keep telling friends who are like, I get a lot of phone calls from friends of mine who are really depressed, and they call me up, and they're really upset, you know, and this has been since during the election, after the election, and where we're at now. I, I, I've talked to a few friends off the ledge. And I, it just literally, because they're like, they call me up, they're like, everything's fucked. No, it's not. It's fine. No, so no, it's, it's not, but. It's not. It's what? Not, it's not fine, <laughs> but it's not all fucked. Okay. It's just, it's complex. Right? Sure. Yeah. One yeah. of the, the reasons why I think what you're doing is uh, more effective than any other type of, uh, what do they say in France? Militant, artiste militant. That other militant artists are doing is you are using humor, and a lot of people aren't using humor. And because you're using humor, you're connecting to uh, more people. In other words, you're making things go viral because there's a joke there. Partially, yes. The other part is we're also very straightforward too. Like the other, the two, the three pieces that went. Uh, viral was like the one to pay Trump bribes here emoluments welcome. <laughs> it's super literal though. Like we're literally like being super straightforward. There's no room for error. It was funny, but it's also like right there. The second one was the uh, the president of the United States is a known uh, racist and Nazi sympathizer. Which that one I actually worked on for I I, I kid you not for about eight months. And so I mean it was just text, but I literally like worked eight months trying to figure out 
how to do that one, right? Why? Why did that take eight months? Because I, did, I, I, I was trying to figure out the exact right way to word it, and it was also required the right moment. And the right moment for us for that one Hold was... On, really quick. Was it any? Any night that's dark would work? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Because, like, we don't, we're not in a bubble. So, like, it, it also depends on, like, what's going on in the world. Like, so all the times the videos go super viral, it has everything to do with everything else that's going out there. Because when we did the first one that went viral, we that was our fifth time at the hotel. We've projected on the hotel 17 times now. Jesus Christ, seriously? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so uh, why do this? I never. I, I didn't ask the obvious question first. I think I know why you do it, but I would like you to explain why you do it, if you're willing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. It's. I don't want to be like, oh, it's, it's super complex. Why? But it's. I mean, well, one, because it works and it's good and it feels good. Um, it's a combination of like where, I where you, you we talked earlier this morning. I actually go to get coffee where Al, where Allison works. So this morning, like we talked about, like one of the things that that came up is a. Why I'm doing the specific projections is because I I really I feel good about it. Like, and I know it has a reaction that makes other people feel good. And if you're able to do work that makes you feel good and makes other people feel good, that's like amazing. Like, so to have that ability, I was like, okay. So that's why. I mean, honestly, after like the third or fourth time we did the hotel, I was like, all right, this is dumb. I don't want to do this anymore. And then the fifth one, it went viral. And then it was like everyone's like, you got to go back there. And I'm like. I've already done that. But then we'd do it again, and then we'd have these reactions where people were like, fuck yeah, like, keep going. Um, but, I mean, when we like, right after the election, I couldn't sleep right. So, like, I woke up every morning at, like, 4 a.m., then I'd, like, s try to stay asleep, then I'd wake up at 5, and then I'd just go to the studio, and I'd basically go from the studio to about 5 a.m. to about midnight. And I would repeat that, and that went on for a little over a month. And halfway through it, though, we did the, the one projection, the first one, which was uh, Experts Agree, uh, Trump is a Pig. Did you guys see that one? I think I've seen all yeah. of them. Uh, I mean, but that, that one was like a reference to like the punk rock scene in the 80s uh, when there was the Experts Agree, Mises is a Pig. But that one made me feel good. I woke up the next morning like, fuck, yeah, that, that was cool. Like, and it was a kind of a connection between people who've done it before and, and kind of what we're up against now, which is, a lot of people who are not used to being politically aware and realizing that things aren't right, and now it's time to do something. So, like, that's kind of why I continue to do it. I think your messaging is brilliant, and regardless of the side of the aisle you're on, or other, whatever, you're the kind of guy that they should talk to. Has any candidate, has any political party reached out to you to be like, hey, what should we be doing? No. No, I, I mean, I mean, the, the interesting thing is, I, 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 I because of my background as a, as doing more like news and journalism, I'm a super like like I'm like I'm a registered independent, like I not that I'm like, you know, I I, I really do feel as like like my role is to try to understand both sides of, of the sure, people. Yeah, sure. yeah. So so like, I would love if the Democratic Party called me up and was like, hey, what, what are some ideas? And I'd be like, listen to your young people. Stop putting tools into office, like or like or or, no, le or, or listen. I don't know. Like yeah. I feel like that's the biggest thing. Is like one of the things after the election that we realized we had to do was we weren't going to change a lot, but what we had to do was focus on 
created an imagery and messages that made people who were affected by it realize that we were not like yeah because you've definitely yeah. capitalized on sort of like meme culture and how powerful yeah. it is to like portray messages yeah. um, and explore topics beyond such so yeah you're right What's your social media feedback like? Because a lot of these views are getting hundreds of thousands, if not millions of views. Do you get a lot of feedback from people that maybe are like 50 and above? Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing is I, the, w the one thing that's really fun about like the projections is the age demographic of people who like it. We were in Teen Vogue two weeks ago. Yeah, I saw that. That was fucking awesome. I was so excited about it. I like. And Teen Vogue has been so politically charged. So politically like, charged. The past like, year and a half. And, and, and the big thing is when I was talking to them I, and, and it got in the article was I was like, you know, I think about like people that I've looked up to and I look up to the work that they do. And that work then made me go, I want to work on something. I, I want to be a part of it. And like the, the idea of thinking that like someone who looked at the projections, who's like a teenager will see that and they'll be like, fuck yeah, I want to say something. That's, but then there's on the flip side, then you have the older people who come in and they're like, I've been looking at ways to explain this to my kids, or I've been you know, an activist since the 60s or the 50s, or, and I've been trying to figure this out. And it's good to know that people are still speaking out and doing something. And that kind of connection between age, I think, is essential, because this is like, we're up, we're up against something really real, and it's going to take a lot of different age groups to, to make it right. I just think it's so funny that you actually use projections, which we've all grown up with, like our parents projectors would come into the classrooms and we saw that as like an educational tool and you have gifts on projectors that are meme like it's a very brilliant art form so i'm always impressed i don't know if that was like a question or whatnot but that's see i think it's a total it. waste of time because you're not getting <laughs> any money from this shit you gotta get paid son <laughs> i know I, got, I actually got a phone call the other day this uh record label wanted me to project something on the trump hotel and it was like one of those moments where it was really painful because they're like, man, I've got this idea. And, and I was like, what's the message? And it was so terrible. I was like, will you say it? Was it buttholes? Fuck no, I wouldn't say it. And I, and I had to turn it down. And the guy. You tell me off mic. Yeah, I'll tell you off mic. Totally right, but cool. the guy kept on raising the dollar amount on the phone. Oh, shit. How high did it get? I mean, it was like four or $5,000 for like 10, 15 minutes of work. And That's I was like. That's not enough. I gotta get 10, at least 10, 15 minutes for four thousand. No. Are you fucking kidding uh, me? Maybe. No. That's like, I mean, that's like Shit. more. Th that's like more money than I got teaching an entire class for a semester. But at, educators at are jokes. Stop teaching kids, teachers. I know. I was like, once was again, we're a pro MAGA, pro, pro Uber yeah. podcast. Bessie DeVos is my hero. <laughs> oh my god. Sh we, we we project. We we uh we did a few. Hey, six two white her. man, <laughs> preach. <laughs> so, okay. Um. Have any, how many brands have approached you? Um, I feel like Lollapalooza is going to reach out next year and be like, hey, Puma really needs this projected here's on a, this here's Adidas the thing. store. Like, I, 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 I actually truly believe this. I take every single person and every single business on an individual basis. So like, like so are there, there are certain brands like that do okay things, and then there's certain brands that are god-awful. Like, would I work for Coors? No. Would I work for the NRA? Hell no. Would I work for like OK Cupid? Probably. Like, I mean. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you single? I'm not, but uh, okay. I, I'm, but but they 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 do cool shit. Did you see their like latest campaign? 
Is that the hostage video or that's the match? They did this whole hostage video. What? The match.com commercials are like, come find me. That's a fucking hostage commercial. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so what you're saying is you are down to corporate sellout status. Um, oh, hell no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I no. think what you're doing is clearly uh, impressive, and I think it's only a matter of time until the other side uh, figures out how to do it. And I think that you should be the one that makes the money out of all of it. And just no allegiances. You're the I, Lando Calrissian of projection. I'll take where the money where it comes from. Who cares? I, I will say this, though. We do get paid to do our things from some people. And I, ha- I hire... Is it Beyonce? I, w- I would actually work Hold with on. her. Hold on. Why did you pause? Is it Beyonce? It's Beyonce because you know they do secret shit all the time. Does Beyonce, Beyonce pay you? you? Is that how you afford those glasses? For the people listening at home, he's They're wearing great glasses. fancy glasses. How much do those cost? Those aren't cheap. The, the, they, were, they, were, they cost a pretty penny. Did you make them? I, did Beyonce I pay I for them? Did Beyonce buy those? I, I wish she did. Uh oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I will, I will, I will put it this way. Um, I there's one thing I actually do think because it's it's one thing that I think is really important is the reason why I charge to do some work is because I pay everybody who works in my crew. So people literally email me all the time. They go, I love what you do. I want to work for you for free. Or I want to volunteer, and I say no. Everyone who works with me or works for me is an artist or a filmmaker or a musician, and I intentionally will not let them not charge me. Because so I, I, I firmly believe that like, I personally have spent many years of my life doing shit for free, which works sometimes, but in general, like, I want to be able to call my crew up and say, I want to do something, you guys ready to go? And, and that's why you'll never be rich. Okay, we're going <laughs> to end this interview with a question <laughs> from the Kids Book of Questions by Gregory Stock, PhD. I need you to pick a number between 20 and 268. I'll do 39. 39. It's a good number. So how small are Blue Ivy's hands? <laughs> I just want to know. <laughs> question 39. Question 39. Oh, this is a good one. If you told your friends everything about yourself, including the things you are most embarrassed of, do you think they'd like you less or more than they do now? Really? If you told your friends everything about yourself, including the things you are most embarrassed of, do you think they'd be less likely like you less or more than they do now? By the way, this is a book for kids. These are horribly worded questions. Yeah, I don't trust. I don't worded. trust Gregory Stock, PhD. I don't. I don't know about that. Uh, I got good friends. I, I. I. I think that they'd like me more. I don't know. I. I feel like you know we'd go back to that Washington Post interview. Like t- this was the Stop first time. Stop with the plugs, Jesus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> seriously, it was. It was weird though because like we we talked about something that was a huge part of my life that I never talked about publicly before, which is that my uh, family business growing up was uh, running a cemetery. So I actually oh like. Oh my god! So I spent a lot of time in my life, g- literally in a cemetery. Like I spent a huge chunk of my life going, like going to a cemetery as a kid, and then as a teenager, my first big job was like working a weed whacker in a fucking cemetery. And that, like, that what do you think of the Pantera song "Cemetery Gates"? My, f- I actually saw Pantera the year that I worked at the cemetery. I actually bought <laughs> tickets and went to see them. At Meriwether Post Pavilion with uh, Biohazard and Anthrax. And? 
I, I, the next day I had to work at the cemetery. I didn't <laughs> like to do, I don't know. Party. So uh, we try to give gifts to everybody that's been on the show. Uh, this is a book called Political Theater, Photographs by Mark Peterson. It's a very good art book. And I know that in your life, these are really great photos. Nice. Um, this is for you. Oh, thank you. But the reason why I'm giving it to you is, is because uh, there's a bunch of great photos of Trump in here. And I know that you're a big Trump guy. And that's why you try to give him tribute every night at the Trump Hotel. Uh, go visit it. It's on Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, did you know he's in the WWE Hall of Fame? He, he's, yeah. Did you know that? Did you know that when he was accepted into the WWE All Hall of Fame, he said it was his greatest honor, and he has yet to amend that? I, I, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he is. He's. He's a. I mean, here's the thing. Do you do you honestly believe the thing he says? Yeah. Like that's like the thing that like that's the one thing that like if my projections do anything, it's just hope it like reinforces that like you should not believe anything that guy says. Like the fact that people. Like news I respect Dear like Leader. You have to leave right now. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, put your <laughs> hands together. No, I'm not leaving. I'm, I'm going to stay here all <laughs> night. I'm going to say this. that This is my life's mission. Is to be MAGA. Like, this is not normal. Uber. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Thank put your you hands guys, together everybody. for Robin Bell, everybody. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Maddie. How are you doing, Maddie? Hey. We have a brand new friend, ladies and gentlemen. She's going to do some jokes telling if she wants. It's her life. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Maddie Brandon, everybody. Maddie! Uh, so I don't mean to brag, but I actually showered and changed my underwear before coming here. Thank you. It's a two-pair clean underwear day for me today. I really hope the same for you guys. Uh, I wanted to start off on the top with the joke that you're most anticipating from me. Uh, since the presidential election, I've found myself significantly less attracted to white males. I'm sure even the tons of white males in this room can kind of identify with that on some level. Uh, before the election, if I saw a group of white guys hanging out, like I might check a couple out. But since the election, when I see them gathering like that, sort of like, what are they plotting? Uh, what rights are they planning to take away from me next? And like, shouldn't they need a permit to meet like that in public? <laughs> and should we give them the permit is a question I'd really like to explore. Uh, to complain about a white male who was in my life, I had an ex-boyfriend contact me recently. And he was like, I'm in a band now. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's very untalented. That's why that's extremely funny. <laughs> and he was like, I wrote this song about you, and I wanted you to check it out. And so I did it in the chorus. It goes, Madison, bring me to the light. Uh, and you guys don't know this because we're strangers, but also guys I fuck apparently don't know this. My name's Madeline, <laughs> not Madison. <laughs> uh, that is 100% a true story and a very sad day for my vagina. But you know, uh, Madeline, Madison, men, garbage, all kind of the same thing. We don't need to split hairs. Uh, I'm kind of trash too though, uh, like I don't like how much female mustaches make me question how good of a feminist I am. So every time I see one of those bad boys up close, I'm like, could you maybe shave that off your face please? Um, but women should be able to have hair on their bodies, that's something we should be able to do. Sort of like how we should be able to not wear bras, but I wear one because I'm not fucking disgusting, do you guys know what I mean? <laughs> Just real bad feminist. Uh, 
I'll be driving and somebody will cut me off and I'll be like, I bet that's a fucking woman. I'm like, who said that? <laughs> Certainly not me. I'm such a good feminist according to my Facebook. Uh, <laughs> I had a moment where my Uber driver popped up before coming here, like a picture, and I saw it was a woman and I was like, fuck. That's not something you should think if you're a feminist. Um, that's a conditioning thing, though. But... uh so I gained weight recently, and I was like, I must be pregnant. Uh, I couldn't have anything to do with the fact that my favorite hobby is wearing my eating shirt in bed. <laughs> That's my uh, oversized T-shirt that I get takeout in, and I just sit in bed, and I just kind of like let everything fall on me. And then I take it off before I go to sleep because I'm not a monster. Do you guys know what I mean? Uh, I couldn't just like sleep in my own filth. That would be going too far. Uh, but anyway, so I like, I'm like, uh, this, I must be pregnant. Um, it's not the worst pregnancy scare I've had. It's probably about medium. But I, <laughs> it's like a light one, <laughs> really fun and flirty. But I go to CVS and I'm in the family planning section and I'm trying to decide between the clear blue and the CVS brand pregnancy test. And I'm like, but what does the CVS brand pregnancy test say about me? and my ability to effectively plan an abortion. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, like, I don't want the clear blue to come back with a plus sign, but the CVS brand one to come back and be like, please see cashier for assistance. <laughs> it's like, I don't need that right now. <laughs> that is not the information I was looking for. Uh, I'm actually at an age where I could have a kid, which is terrifying, but there's nothing like sitting on the toilet waving the pregnancy test underneath you, trying to figure out where the pee stream comes out of uh, to make you realize, like, you probably shouldn't be using your body to create another body if you're not even sure of, like, your own anatomy. <laughs> it's not just you guys, men. Like, I'm also super confused. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I did, I did gain weight recently and I went to the doctor and she's like, hey, lose five pounds. And then I started crying, so now I'm on Zoloft. <laughs> uh, she's like, why don't you take the Zoloft, lose 10 pounds and calm the fuck down. I was like, what? She's like, you're not going to feel anything pretty soon. Uh, so you'll forget this happened. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> when she asked me, she was like, hey, do you smoke cigarettes? I was like, no, um, cause I'm a liar. <laughs> and... Sometimes I socially smoke if I'm trying to impress somebody. And I'm also very paranoid, so I'm at home later and I'm Googling and I'm like, smoking Zoloft. <laughs> and I came back and it was like, no, uh, don't smoke it, snort it. I was like, maybe I do need to calm the fuck down because there's some people at home trying to figure out how to get Zoloft into their system as fast as fucking possible. I am luckily not one of those people. Uh, so this will come as a surprise, I actually have a boyfriend right now. It's not just me and the Zoloft, like we have a third person <laughs> in our little party. Uh, for a long time though, it was a lot of Tinder, which was very confusing. Mostly because Tinder, everybody kept coming up to me and being like, hey, I saw you on Tinder. And I'm like, that's not really cool. Like the whole point of Tinder is that you don't talk about it. Uh, it's sort of like Fight Club, but for your genitals. Like, first rule of Tinder, don't fucking talk about it. You guys are like, no, we're okay, Cupid people, like we discussed <laughs> earlier. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but I've been trying to keep things spicy with my new boyfriend because towards the end of every relationship, I'm like, maybe I'm asexual. It's like, no, I just don't want to fuck this dude you're dating anymore. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we're like in bed and things are getting kind of hot and I'm like, oh, I, uh, I heard this pretty sexy thing earlier. And he was like, oh, really, tell me more. And then I was like, you got this, Maddie. And then I was like, uh, uh, so I was listening to this uh, podcast earlier. <laughs> and he was like, this is not the time for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> OK, all right. Uh, th I've been Maddie Brainer. <laughs> thanks. Take a seat. You need the microphone. Yeah. Madison Maga Brandon. Thank you for plugging Uber, our preferred vehicle of choice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did, you, did he really think your name was Madison? Uh, so actually what he said in the song was Madeline, but I thought that you guys wouldn't, like I thought people wouldn't be like, well, just get over it. Like Madeline, <laughs> Madeline, what's the difference? Uh, so I just changed it to Madison. He is trash, though. That's, like, not a joke. Do you want to give his name away or no? Uh, or, the or the band? we got to plug the bands. I think it's called Twin Symptoms, and his name is... Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To he be probably fair, has... To be fair, most every band name is horrible. Yeah. There's, like, awful. three good band names. <laughs> he also probably has The a Beatles is a horrible band name. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this. Horrible band name. There's, like, the three best band names are uh, Rolling Stones, Black Sabbath... And Primus. No, that's horrible. Um, <laughs> Those are all bad. Allison laughed way too loud about the joke about not uh, asexual or just not wanting to fuck uh, a boyfriend. <laughs> so how oh. did your last relationship end, Allison? Oh, God. Let's not go there. Hi. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, w do you actually have a takeout shirt? Yes, I do. Is it's it an old shirt that my brother had that he gave to me. Is there a th is there like a is it a team shirt? Is it a is it a brand? Like, is there anything on the shirt? Is just a plain T-shirt? It's just a black long sleeve T-shirt, but it does have like stains on it. Long sleeve. Yes. Okay. Do you have any? <laughs> so you're cozy while you're. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's good. Do you have any takeout recommendations? Uh, I'm really into Surfside. Where do you live? I not live like in Arlington. You live in Arlington. Yeah. Oh, Those are why? Tacos, right? Yeah. Surfside's tacos, yeah, it's yeah. 24 hours. Why nice. Why do you live in Arlington? Because <laughs> uh, rent was cheap and... How much you pay? Like $1,000 a month. But I have like a nice setup and I have a dog. Dogs are more Arlington. What kind of dog? He is a mutt, but they think that he might be an Akita or something. Oh, those are aggressive. Yeah. Is I, your dog aggressive? I didn't aggressive? say that. Uh, no, he's not. <laughs> What's your dog's name? George. Why George? <laughs> I like that name. <laughs> I like the George too. Uh, so officially, it's because I named him after the Beatles, but really, it's because my ex-boyfriend looked at him and said he looks like a George. Is this the same boyfriend that started a band? No, it's a different trash person. <laughs> is your current boyfriend a trash person? No, he's cool. Are is he here? Is yeah, he, here? he is. Yeah. yeah. So should I not look directly at him right now? No, can you I can look at him. All right, cool. How, how, is he also a comic? Yeah, he is a comic. Is that how you guys get along? Uh, yeah, because that's all we do. All right, cool. So do you ever go on dates? No. Cool. Do you think this is going to last? Uh, I hope so. Does he hope so? Don't look at him. I think he does. That's nice. Okay. I, do you? Are you in love with him? Yes. Does he say he loves you? Yes. Do you think he's lying? No. That's awesome. Okay. Why are you saying okay? I wanted to see Is if I like surprising? passed. It's not a test. It's your life. You have to live this reality. I don't. You're very fun. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you for doing the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm going to ask you a question from the Kids Book of Questions by Gregory Stock, PhD. It's not a good book, but it's a book. I need you to pick a number between 20 and 268. Uh, 230. It's a good number. I should have said that on the microphone. It's a good Can't number. Can't say that every number is a good number. It, uh, 230 is an insignificant number. It's I a took fine all the 69 number. numbers, and they were not good. So. <laughs> all right. There were two of them. All right, Madison. One person got that. It was <laughs> worth it. If you bought something in a store and got a dollar too much back in change, would you say anything? Yes, I would. Why? Uh, I'm really, really big on not lying. That's good. Then why are you a comic? <laughs> <laughs> Answer the question. <laughs> uh, I just, I really like to laugh. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I like you quite a bit. You're a very nice person. I'm sorry your gift is not as good as, because as, I know you wanted really artistic photos of our president. But I got, so I got you some uh, nice fancy tea. Oh, and then if you're you. not a tea person, I got you these horribly addicting chewable coffee <laughs> caffeine uh, pills, which are great for uh, if you're at an open mic and you're like, oh this will God. never end, but I'm not going up for four more fucking hours. I need something <laughs> to stay awake. There's your thing. Okay. Right. People could follow you where? Uh, Twitter. What Mostly. is your Twitter handle? It's uh, it's very new, so don't uh, don't judge. Great based reason. On that You're really making people excited. <laughs> uh, it's Maddie underscore Brandon. At Maddie underscore Brandon. <laughs> how is that I how you say it? How Irish are you? Very Irish. Like a hundred percent Irish. Uh, I'm actually Scotch Irish. Fuck you! Leave the stage. Ladies <laughs> and put your hands together for Maddie Brandon, everybody. Great job. Great job. Coming to the stage is my favorite Irish person. Ladies and gentlemen, for color commentary, put your hands together yeah. for Haywood Turnipseed Jr. wearing his classic Irish coat tonight. Haywood, come to the stage. That's a good joke. Haywood oh my is uh, my mom's favorite part of the show. I'm sorry, Allison. That's fine. She hey. does not like 6'2 white men, but she loves Haywood. I don't blame her. Hey, I don't like 6'2 white men. You can use the table. You can use the table. You can use the table. It's okay. I'm all right. Okay. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, what did I do a segment called Color Commentary? Uh, last week, last week you did it at the Smithsonian American Art Museum. Yes. And I don't think <gasps> that sounds so cool. You were invited. I know. Uh, what happened? Why you didn't make it? She had a job. Had a stupid job. It worked. Oh, look at you being responsible and shit. I know. Yeah. Go ahead, girl. Bitches got bills. Bitches, I can't say that. Well, you, you hey, we learned. <laughs> You uh, got bills? Can you pay my bills? I heard that. I heard that. We do a segment called. I tell you what, we can pay your bills if he projects them on the side say, of the Trump building. Blue Ivy can help us. <laughs> I like that shit. That is called graffiti where I'm from. Hey, that could is you? Awesome. Could I? Could I? <laughs> hey, Robin, have you per just don't don't come up here. Just yell it. Have Digital you projected graffiti. anything in Anacostia? Yeah. You have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen it. That, I've seen that, and uh, Kanye thing was in Anacostia, so I've seen his work. It's pretty good stuff too, man. It's really cool and gorilla. I dig that, man. I dig that. Exit through the gift shop. Yeah, stay woke. <laughs> See, that's artist to artist. Fuck you. So we do a segment. Yeah, hey, I we, work at an art gallery, dude. We do a do segment called Color Commentary because if there's one thing that makes people feel comfortable talking about in bars, it's race relations. So we're going to Race do relations. <laughs> Talk about it. It's February. <laughs> it's February. <laughs> it's February 2018. February, happy Black History Month, Black everyone. Black History Month, everybody applause. Happy Black History Month. Thank you, white hands. And Thank happy so Rusev Day. 
Yeah, whatever his name is. Happy Yusuf Hawkins. What? Rusev? He's a, he's oh. the he's the Bulgarian brute I referenced in the monologue. Yeah. Or Yusuf oh. Hawkins. Which one are you talking about? He's whatever. he's cool. Don't worry about it. I thought that was the Groundhog's name. Like whatever. Oh, it Boston is also Tony Groundhog Phil. Day. It's yeah. also Tony Groundhog Day. All right. Uh, so yeah, the Groundhog will not take away Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> and neither will oh, neither will the president. Hold on. Give it to the end of the month. You don't know that. <laughs> I said so the, the Groundhog won't. It's uh, February. Imagine where? that. That would be Black History Month, the beginning of Black History Month for Bill Murray every day. That would have been a funny part of the movie. It's Black that History would actually Month be great. Every day. By, oh the my end God, of the, of my life. by the end of the month, Bill Murray realizes this nation was founded on slavery, and he's like, oh no. <laughs> hey. He never learns that in, in Groundhog Day. It's amazing how many grown people don't know that shit. <laughs> I think I lost the room. That changed no, nothing. You didn't, you didn't lose it. They just don't like want to be reminded <laughs> of that shit on a Friday night at a bar when they come out drinking. They're like, we don't want to talk about race. So let's talk about it. What's the, <laughs> what are, what are, we're not going to talk about race. We're going to talk about football. Oh. Because also this is Super Bowl weekend. Super Bowl weekend. And, uh, yeah. We're going to talk about football. We're going to talk about hip hop. We could talk about like the Grammys, but that was really cool. It was like really melancholy. I was really glad. Bruno Mars won. He's a happy dude. I was like, that, that is amazing. Happy music should win all the sure. time. It really should. I'm not going to talk shit about Bruno Mars. You can't. He's a fucking genius. Well... Was it the he's best record of the year? Yes, he's a little Puerto Rican, Filipino, black guy. No, it's amazing. no, it wasn't. Childish Gambino. No, 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 no it wasn't. No, 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 no shut no, up. No, You're wrong. Fuck you can't both. Talk. No. I am the whitest talk. man here. I'm telling you, <laughs> I am correct. No, it was a really good album. I mean, it, it, it ran. No, as pop. it was it's a, a great pop album. It was amazing. Okay, but that brings us to the Super Bowl because two years ago. Ch- Bruno, Bruno Mars, Mars was the halftime show. At the halftime show this year, they have uh, they uh, have a white Bruno Mars, white, Justin Timberlake. He's not even in Bruno's category. He would like to be him, but he can't even carry Bruno's uh, fucking towel anymore. Justin Timberlake, <laughs> who I actually did dig at some point, but like we're he, different people. <laughs> I never liked him. You never liked Bruno? Uh, uh, why uh, would Justin? I like? No, I, why would I like him? You know, the only thing that Justin Timberlake could do to make me watch the halftime show is take a knee during the whole halftime show. That's the only thing he could do. I think if he wrote a check <laughs> to Janet Jackson, I'd like it. Thank you. Janet Jackson don't need his money. She don't need his checks. That's why she did it all by herself. She was like, you know what? He actually did call me Miss Jackson because I am nasty. Okay. She took the brunt of that shit, and just like black women have been taking the brunt of shit for, I, you can speak on that better than I can. Yes. Well, I, I got a mean mom. our six-two white, uh, blonde hair, blue-eyed co-host, Who, ma- Lee. through the power of magic, has transformed into a little black woman. <laughs> 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 it's amazing how this show works. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, your first Wayne's World reference took me five fucking years. Jesus Christ! All right, so were we talking about the Super Bowl then? So no, that we're not. That's the beautiful. That's the beautiful thing about it. We're not talking about the Super Bowl. We're not talking about football because in my house we're still boycotting. My wife had to remind me of that that we actually are boycotting because Colin Kaepernick is still without work in this NFL. Yes! This is the whitest Super Bowl I have ever Hold seen. On. This is Al- the Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> versus the New England Hatriots. This is amazing. To Hold me. on. Well, Allison Ruchin, yay, Colin. I'm glad Colin Kaepernick no, doesn't I have a job. I'm, I'm glad that you're still boycotting oh, okay. uh, Colin Kaepernick well, being like, no, ousted from wait, the wait, NFL. Wait, he deserves some coins. Stop, stop, stop. Fucking Ben Roethlisberger still gets money. Fuck that guy. He raped a bunch of women. A I know bunch? that. It's on the internet forever. A Fuck bunch? him. Stop. Ben stop. Roethlisberger. Sorry. Stop. A stop. bunch? Stop. Yo. Hold on. Stop. That's terrible. You said you're you ho- you're glad he doesn't. You just said. I don't know. Uh, vodka. Like I'm just no, saying. No, no, I know. No, no. I just want to make it clear. Six two and vodka. Allison, go you, s- 
You started that statement saying, I'm glad Colin Kaepernick doesn't have oh, a I job. Oh, I was like, I was trying to say, I'm glad that he's recognized that Colin Got Kaepernick it. does not she's have a job. That I'm, still I'm saying that he, I'm glad he still has something to stand for. Got it. Although I Thank you bit for like mansplaining my white. <laughs> no, no, I was just trying to like clarify what side of the aisle. <laughs> he has a women's studies degree. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they he only can mansplain whatever he wanted to? I realized about, you told me I'm mansplaining. I told, went home to my wife and was like, Allison told me that I'm mansplaining. And she just laughed out loud. I was like, ha, 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 you do, nigga. <laughs> 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 she said, you actually mansplained the remote control to me the other day. And I was like, I didn't mansplain it. I te- that was technology. You didn't know how it worked. Hey, what's happening, little man? How you can take a chair. Look at you. Fuck you it. take three chairs. That's dope. Or just take those chairs. Oh, that's Thanks great. for disturbing the show. Magic. Kind people. Or you can sit in those empty seats right there, white guy. But no, it's all right. I just want to compliment hey, every, Perf, how you doing? everyone What's that everybody? came out tonight. Thank you for coming. We're not Thank done. You so much, Don't clap. Don't. I just want to point out that out of my all of the all of the outfits everyone chose to wear, my two favorite outfits are the people that just walked in because one person is wearing an elf sweater and the other person is wearing a Scotty Dog sweater. Oh, Scotty Dogs. And I think those are those are wonderful sweaters and they're they're not gender specific. They're both gender neutral sweaters that everyone could enjoy. We should all enjoy dogs. Well, uh, that elf is obviously a For man. the person in the back uh, of the room, is that dog still available? Okay, so I want <laughs> you to go to Petfinder. Is it Petfinder? I want you to go to PetFinder.com, search the 20009 area code, and there's a dog named Freda and or Frida. Frida. It's sp- She's but it's not spelled looking. the same as Big Frida. It's spelled F-R-E-E-D-A, hence me saying Frida, not Frida, whatever. Yeah. So Google PetFinder plus 20009 plus Frida, and it will be the most fun, gorgeous-looking human dog, and you should adopt it if you are so able. Madison, I am looking at you and pointing at you, even though I know your name is not Madison, because you live in Arlington and you already have a dog, and I think you would use a second dog because George needs a friend named Frida. And I think you should look at this right now. I'm not going to stop talking to you and pointing at you until you at least pull out your phone and pretend to look at this dog. It is a creepy looking <laughs> It is a creepy looking dog, but every dog deserves love. Every human deserves love. She we does. operate two things. We operate out of fear yeah. and love. And if you have Frida in your life, you will operate out of love. And I think the problem with most racial relationships is that people don't operate out of love. And I think the problem with the NFL is they operate out of fear. They are fearful of the future. They will not embrace love. That's why they're still okay with CTE. That's why they're are still okay with people not projecting what they believe in, and that's the problem with the NFL. I'm look at that fucking phone, goddammit. It's a gorgeous dog, and now I will go back to Haywood. He is a brilliant, charismatic man that my mother asks about more than anyone else in my life. Okay, Haywood, back to you. You gotta clap for that. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. He mansplained and whitesplained dogs. <laughs> Race Frida's a cute dog, though. So here's the thing. I think no, you did it. That's it. I think most everyone in here knows That's the issues it. with the NFL. Most everyone listening at home knows the issues with the NFL. But most, what most people don't realize is that Haywood is actually invested in this more than most. In addition to playing college football and being a college athlete, Haywood actually coaches his son's football team. Yes. So you're not just a like a, a random viewer. You're not like no, me. no, no. I'm a, I'm a fan. I was actually I'm a fan of the NFL. Who you're actually. Walked away. It's like it's it's actually walking away from an abusive relationship. That's okay. What it really is. Exactly. It's like, hey, you've been treating me bad for years, and now I'm finally admitting it. You've been treating me really bad for years, and I don't dig this relationship. But thank you for pointing out to me that you haven't treated me bad, because I I, I probably wouldn't have asked. Is this the first Super Bowl you'll have ever missed? In my lifetime, yeah. Well, yeah, that's yes. Really? Yeah. 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 Do. 
do you? I think mean, it's big, man. Like I don't. I'm not gonna see commercial. I'm not gonna have nothing to talk about at work on Monday. Fucking <laughs> no commercials. No Justin Timberlake for me. Uh, Black Panther ain't out yet. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what am I gonna do with my Sunday afternoon? But basketball is back. Okay, Allison, have you missed any Super Bowls? Several. Okay, so you don't care. This don't is give not a fuck. I, the last time I watched the Super Bowl was because Beyonce was in it, and <laughs> then everybody was like pissed Bowl. off. And <laughs> I want. Formation. Uh, yeah. Oh, that was great. That and was everybody great. was, was hella great. mad. I don't know if this is a controversial opinion, but I've been saying it all week. I don't know why everyone loves the Beyonce solo Super Bowl halftime show because her Super Bowl halftime show with Coldplay was much better because that was Formation, and Formation yeah. literally has like a football segment. It totally made sense, and even though it was only one song instead of the 15-minute medley, Let's it was more powerful and better than the Super Bowl solo show she did. Does this make and it sense? had Bruno. It had Bruno. Was that Bruno or was that Coldplay? Bruno I thought it was, was Coldplay the no. year before. No, 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 no. It was Bruno, Beyonce, and Coldplay. And uh, then they, Bruno they did all, a solo one no, the no, next no, year? No, Bruno did a solo one two years before that. That's how bad Bruno Mars is that they brought him back to do another Super Bowl wow. because he fucking Jones injected it. life into Super Bowl like he injected life into the Grammys and life into music all over again. 24 karat gold, everyone. That, <laughs> is, that is what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch. So yeah, Actually, what I'm going to do is I recorded Bruno Mars. And, uh, he's performed at the Apollo. I recorded it so me and my kids can watch that. What's the Apollo? The, Sorry. the Apollo um, Theater. <laughs> Don't do it, white man. It is not a Greek god. Let's just know that. <laughs> Do you, is that where Amy Schumer records her specials? No. It is. It that is. is where Monique does not. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Hey, hey, yo. See, okay. how, see how your laugh got bigger laugh than mine? That is proof that two Americas. <laughs> <laughs> I could have told you that. Okay, so are you are you seriously planning on... Okay, so the Bruno Mars at the Apollo yeah, show is like, at most two hours. Huh? No, so it's about an hour and a half. It's Fine. It's, it's an hour and a half. I mean, is that... I mean, we're not going to watch that. We're going to be basketball, of course. And then uh, we might watch This Is Us afterwards. Uh, isn't that on NBC? Yeah. It's isn't this on NBC? Exactly. So Super Bowl's on NBC that's my, like, you're going to watch. Uh, have you not seen, like, Faith Hill fucking sings the intro song for Carrie Underwood and all that? It's, here's the thing. When it comes to sports, the NFL, uh, next to wrestling, is one of the best television sports you can watch. It's like drama unfolding. That's what it really is. It's the, it's the original reality show. But then you get into like uh, best sport to go watch live. That is basketball. The NFL, not, the NFL being what it is now, it has turned its back on its fans, its constituents, its fan base. So like, I think most of the fan base is going to basketball anyway. Basketball is a better sport. It's fun. You can play it on the inside. The uh, 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 shit. They actually respect black people. It is amazing. Do they? <laughs> yes. Do they really? Out of the top four, I just said yes. the fans. I just said the fans. I, I just said basketball like in and of itself. None of these sports. I think as far as athleticism goes, I think that basketball is more athletic than football. Uh. Um, largely because I feel like football is like a large mandingo contest, and I don't uh. feel like... Whoa. Some uh. of those mandingos are Vikings, and then some of those Vikings are Samoans. It, is, like it, is, it is really... It's, it's, I feel it's like it's, it's, it's just a, a large like, slave trade. I feel like mad that's about what, it. That's what it is. Yeah. It's great. It's cool. It's, it's you know... It's pushing people around and saying who's the strongest, who's the strongest, bull in the ring. Nothing wrong with that. It's okay, a game so of aggression. If you're in an NFL boycott. But I like a game of fi finesse now. If you're in a game. Bruno Mars reference. Jesus Christ. <laughs> if, you're, if you're boycotting the NFL and you're teaching, if you're teaching Jesus Christ, you're coaching football, do you think your kids are even going to want to play football? No, because we still watch. Uh, the beauty of uh, uh, football being a great television sport, uh, what I found this year was I found high school football. That was cool. We watched that. So in the, uh, ESPN has that. We watch uh, Canadian football. We watch a lot of college football. There's a lot of college football. To be. Do you Damn like watching college football? Yeah, it's really good. I mean, do you know how many college football teams there are? Too many. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, there are there are so many mixed race children in so many places that there should not be because there are college football teams at these campuses. <laughs> You'd be like, how did that little nigga wind up in Ithaca, New York? Oh, I see. <laughs> well, that was my favorite line of the night, and I think we should end there. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. It is very, very good. <laughs> like, like, fuck, who goes to Leighton? Oh, wow, that nigga, apparently. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question from the Kids Book of Questions by Gregory Stock, PhD, and you need to pick a number between 20 and 268. Why are you laughing? Because I was really enjoying that, that joke. I'm going to tell it later. It's, it's so good. It. It's, it's so good. It's amazing how like, white people don't like laughing and shit because they're so progressive now. I love the new white people. <laughs> I love this new generation. You millennials, I love you guys. So you guys are like, that is not allowed. No, fuck so that comedy shows no, are just fucking it. TED Talks now? I'll okay, 20 it. to 268. 20 to 268. 22 to 268. Let's go with uh, 20 to 268. Let's split the difference and go with 134. Wow. They allow you guys Let's to do go. math? 134. <laughs> I'm glad that you caught that joke. And none of our white friends did. They still mad that I called them. <laughs> Progressive. Okay. <laughs> you notice that white people don't like to be told that they're white. What? You ever notice that? As a white man, I what? have no idea what the fuck. <laughs> I'm like, I'm oh, this is actually really good. I'm not being This very is white somewhat white related to the co the conversation. If suddenly television was going to have either all sex or all violence removed, <laughs> but not both. Is this from the kids' book? This is from the kids' book. What the fuck? <laughs> Written by the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Which would you rather see disappear, and why? So if all wait, what? Either sex or, or violence. violence is going away. What do you want to disappear, and why? Oh, I would. Well, sex is the most beautiful violent act I have ever performed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be honest. The only thing in life that you can beat up on a woman is the pussy. That's the only thing you can beat up. <laughs> <laughs> Allison is the 6'2 uh, white blonde man on the stage. What do you think about that? With her permission, of course. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We got a hell. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, Haywood, for tonight's I'm show, me too, generation. I'm, giving you, um, I'm giving you a book, The Silence. <laughs> you popped yourself. The Silent Season of a Hero, The uh, Sports Writing of Gay Talese. Uh, Gay Talese was a fantastic writer. Uh, he's still alive. The way I would say he was. But I'm, I'm, right. I'm, uh. You give me some good books, man. That's cool. You gave me a book on Trump. That was eye opener. Thank you, man. It's pretty cool. This is a legitimately good book that I enjoyed reading, and I yeah. think you'll enjoy. You gave me that other self help book you enjoy reading about with the Tuesdays with Maury. Yeah, I read that. I don't like that book. That's cool. Mitch Album is a really thoughtful guy. That's man. why my mom likes you more than me. Um, okay, she <laughs> gave me that book. He's also a great sports writer. So Gay Talese is a, a famous, most one, probably one of the top five most famous sports writers of all time. The reason why I said no longer a great writer is because he wrote this book about, it's like the Love Hotel or something like that. He's the guy that wrote the book about the guy that spied on people in the hotel, and then it came out that like half that book's bullshit. And oh, yeah. damn. So that's, a, that's like his most recent book. It's brand new, and he's like 80-something. He uh, plays Rise at 80. Ain't that some bullshit? And he comes off as a... There's a he didn't get elected? There's a Netflix <laughs> documentary about it. It's worth watching. Okay. Uh, he comes off like a real prick. And I think you'll enjoy the book. <laughs> Imagine an old white guy coming off like a real prick. Never heard of it before. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you want to see Haywood later tonight, you can go see him at Draft House Comedy uh, every Friday. Every Friday, Draft House Comedy. At 10.30 p.m. That's Doors the one in D.C. proper. D.C. proper. Every Monday, Madam's Organ. First, second, and third Tuesday at Solid's. You can follow me on Instagram or on Twitter at Woody Seed. Or 
like, uh, go to my Facebook. Now, now I have a website, HaywoodTurnipseedJr.com. Enjoy yourself. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, please right put your hands there. together for Haywood Turnipseed Jr. Thank you. Magnificent. Did anybody in the room adopt Mag that? Magnificent. Did anybody in the room adopt that dog yet? We need to adopt that dog. Frida has a great smile. Did She's you look at it? Yeah. Yeah. She's so creepy. She's got a human smile. Yeah. All right. Thanks for coming out, everybody. We really appreciate it. If you like the show whatsoever, buy the people that were on stage drinks. That'd be really appreciative. If not, I get it. You do you. Whatever. I don't know your budget. I mean, it costs a lot of money to project stuff on the Trump Hotel. Uh, sometimes it's free. He pays everybody like a real jamoke. I get it. I like, never mind. I'm going to just close it right there. Allison, people could see you where? Uh, you can see me on Instagram and Twitter at Allie Blah Blah. A L L I E B L A B L A H. I also host another podcast uh, at the Line Hotel on Full Service Radio. It's GTFO Radio, uh, 11 a.m. Thursday mornings. Why, why, why do you look like that? Because you just said podcast and then gave a time. Oh, like you can't, I mean, you can listen all the time. Yeah, on iTunes. On iTunes. Just say that. Yeah, that too. You can listen all the time on iTunes to GTFO Radio. <laughs> wow, I, I thought white man to white man we had an understanding <laughs> where you wouldn't correct me in front of all these good white people. Listen, bro. <laughs> dicks to dicks, man. <laughs> you want to go hit the Dicks to dicks, bro. Is that, is that what they say to each other? They do now. Dicks to dicks. I thought we were better than this. 2018. <laughs> well, we're not going to top that. We're just going to sit here in silence until music comes over the PA.